Good morning, friends. Vagabond here. You know, I've always had this fascination with the planet Uranus since I was a small kid. Not just because it's funny and it has potty humor. I mean, that's a part of it. But partly because of the era that I grew up in. When I was really little, like in the 70s, we didn't have any real pictures of Uranus. Um, Uranus or the planet. Um, and, And as a result, I was always, you know, that was an era when it was... It was really a thing to be like a space enthusiast, that's for sure. And I was. As a little kid, I remember watching, uh, you know, Voyager 1 and Voyager 2. And then in the 80s, when Voyager 2 finally passed by Uranus and gave us the first pictures, and those appeared in National Geographic, I think. And it was just, it was astounding. So this year, uh, I decided to start writing some of my long-held stories of the planet Uranus. And, uh, you know, some of those are old and some of them are new. And the hero has been someone I've been thinking about for a long time uh, and named a long time ago. Uh, But this year I started uh, buying NFTs and profile pictures, non-fungible tokens and PFPs, profile pictures. And I ended up minting a meta hero from Uranus. And I thought, well, this is the perfect time to start telling these stories. So uh, I decided to use my meta hero, uh, which is number 505. I used it as a placeholder for my character until I developed the art myself for for that particular uh, person. And uh, in the meantime, I've just decided to start telling these stories. So without any further ado, I'm going to Uh, give you guys the chapters. I know not everybody reads. Some people prefer to listen. So I'm going to give you the chapters of this book, and I will just begin now. The book is called Sly Doubt. My character, I should tell you by the way, his name is Sly Doubt of Uranus. Sly Doubt of Uranus, The History of a Lovable Asshole by Vagabond. Now, it starts with this quote from the Whole Earth Catalog, which was a 20th century Earth publication. We are as gods and might as well get used to it. A realm of infinite personal power is developing. Power of the individual to conduct his own education, find his own inspiration, shape his own environment, and share his adventure with whoever is interested. Chapter 1. A Child of Uranus. People tend to forget my simple origins. They think I was always famous. As if I was born and the Uranian monarchy slapped a label on my cradle that said, Uranus most wanted. And then I immediately began blowing things up and killing people. The truth, as the truth so often is, is far more complex. I'm not writing this narrative to glorify myself or to get invited to the big talk shows on Earth's moon. I simply want the truth to be known, and I want people to remember that I'm not some alien part of the universe. I came from among you. I am slide out of Uranus. This is my story. My parents were hardworking people with a dream of leveling up and providing a better life for their children. My father, Silas Doubt, was a third-generation blue miner. For those who are not from Uranus or who are somehow unaware of the source of the Uranian monarchy's wealth, Blute is a substance that naturally occurs in the nitro-basalt structure of our planet's crust. It's not been found anywhere else in the galaxy. The crust of Uranus has been the greatest source of wealth to the solar system since the Earthlings made the discovery that their precious gold was actually common everywhere but their home world. It's still funny to say that the crust of Uranus is worth more than all the gold in the universe. And it's funny because it's true. 
Bloot is used in nearly every technological device made today, and while it only requires trace amounts to power huge devices, the relative scarcity of it in relation to the total population of the solar system, let alone the galaxy, has made it one of the most sought-after substances in the 42 worlds. Now, one would think that all of the people of Uranus would be fabulously wealthy from this, but as frequently and unfortunately happens with most sentient life forms, greed has kept that from happening. The Urani people are among the most desperate and poverty-stricken in the solar system. We've been oppressed and controlled by a series of dynastic monarchies with roots in Jupiter, and despite the propaganda the Uranian monarchy pumps out, make no mistake, they are Jovian, outcasts from the Jovian system who use their greed, their trickery, and their violence to enslave our people with both velvet chains and the more painful variety of metal ones. But I get ahead of myself. Silas Doubt, my father, came from a family that had mined in leisure for generations. They had once been smallholder miners with their claims and the ability to work infrequently in the mines and focus on their artisan creativity, but those days were long gone. <sighs> I feel myself wanting to go on a tangent and tell the entire sordid history of the monarchy, the Blute Mines, Uranus, and the entire solar system. I'm going to hold myself back, though, and attempt to keep to my original purpose. <sighs> I'm already unsuccessful in this attempt. Though, in an effort to not leave the reader hanging, I forthwith offer this very brief summary and will get it out of my system. Long ago, the many species and races of the Sol system lived in ignorance of one another. Their technology had developed along such different lines that each was almost invisible to the other. The Earthlings laughed at stories of Martians, and the Martians affirmed one another in their denial that the moons of Jupiter might harbor life. The Jovians, for their part, said it was impossible that life could exist on Uranus, and so on and so forth. It wasn't until the Earthlings began communicating with their moon that the truth began to be clear. Earth's moon, an ancient living intelligence now inhabiting a bare rock, was keen to bring the life forms of the solar system together. To be clear, as everyone knows, Luna didn't announce herself to be alive, but simply started pushing the pieces in the right direction once humans were regularly visiting what they thought was a lifeless satellite rock. The sudden realization that they were not the sole intelligent species in the universe came as a shock to the Earthlings, but most of the rest of the solar system's people had no such belief. The Uranians, for example, had a highly developed religious philosophy that involved communicating with minerals through meditation and blute, so none of this really came as a surprise. The Jovians, however, were even worse than the Earthlings. Having been through several millennia of wars, genocides, and revolutions, the Jovians were bloodthirsty, and those tribes who had survived had convinced themselves that domination of all other species was the only way to ensure their survival. Only those on Io, the Jovian moon, had managed to remain unconquered and as such free from the idea that violence was the only path to freedom. But when the rest of the solar system began interacting, the Ionians decided that their time had come to join their Jovian brethren in the spilling the blood of billions. The Ionians attacked their fellow Jovians with a combination of biological, chemical, electronic, and physical warfare that nearly drove all other Jovian life forms to extinction. It was only when the inner planets allied with Pluto and the alliance of Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune, Anus, and demanded, gathered together and demanded the extermination cease that the killing stopped. There were less than 30,000 of the non-Ionian Jovians left. The Ionians announced they would kill them all in the name of peace for the solar system, unless someone else were to take responsibility for them. Uranus, 
the peaceful planet of cooperation and love stepped forward. The 30,000 were offered a moon of their own, our moon, Oberon. The outermost of the five large moons of Uranus was given to these refugee Jovians with no conditions and full citizenship in Uranus United. The Jovians expressed their gratitude from one side of their mouths and swore off violence while plotting the takeover and enslavement of our entire system with the other. Our generosity and love is the source of our misery and despair, and as it is with life, so it is with Uranus. Over the next several centuries, the Jovians introduced Earth-style capitalism and totalitarian rule. Once they had people scared of losing their wealth and protections, it was easy to implement rule that limited freedom and enforced servitude. A people who had once worked when they chose and created with out fear of the future, now struggled to feed their families and suddenly locked their doors. In time, the Jovians became the captains of industry, and they began controlling monopolies of industrial production. From there, it was a short walk to declaring themselves monarchs and even taking full national control of Blut. Those who control production control lives. Those who control Blut control everything. So, it was these monarchs whom my father labored for. Silas Doubt did everything he was supposed to. He worked as a child to save enough to attend school and learn engineering. He worked his way through a mining company to earn enough to pay for his marriage right. He bought the licenses to have two children. He worked diligently to claim the benefit drops for his family, and in particular, to give his son, me, the right to attend school and take my place beside him in the technical offices of the Blute Mines. His big mistake, however was being good with numbers and noticing that outgoing product and incoming revenue didn't match up. Had he never noticed that, it's doubtful you would be reading this or ever have heard of me. I'd simply be another cog in the monarch's rip-off machine. This is the end of chapter one of Sly Doubt of Uranus, the history of a lovable asshole. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'll be back to read you chapter two when it sells out, if you're interested in owning this chapter, you can find it on OpenSea uh, under my Vagabond Vagabond's House collection. Uh, also, you can find it at my website and much, much more at Vagabond.com. I encourage you, everyone, to come join my Discord server. There's a lot going on. All my many projects are there. Art, writing, technology, it's all there. And I would love to interact with you and have more and more and more interactions with you as time goes on. Let's intermingle our futures. Come join our Discord and come join me. And I wish you all aloha from Hawaii and I hope you have a beautiful day. Aloha.